Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer. I am Caitlin, the therapist. Oh, I thought we... <laughs> what? <laughs> I, thought, I thought our last time we weren't going to introduce me. You were going to introduce me or something. Like, I wasn't... I like the way we do it. <sighs> okay, what? What's, okay, let me reframe that. How would you like to do it? You know, just like a, I mean, if you, if it, if it's necessary, I would like, I, you'd introduce, I don't like, I don't like saying my name. Oh my God. I don't, I don't enjoy saying it. Like when I order, you know, like Here a Here we are again. This, was, this place, is what like, we talked about in our first episode. That okay. wasn't recorded. I know. I don't like when they're like, what's your name? And I'm like, John. They're like, what was that? I'm sorry. John. Oh my God. Okay. What was that? Sean? No. John. Okay. And then it just becomes like a, I okay. don't. Thank you for sharing that with me. I yeah. had forgotten you'd said that. And I don't know if, if, if I had a different name, if I would like it more. Like my name was Sebastian. If I'd be like, Sebastian. Your name? Sebastian. Maybe, maybe, or Rodolfo. Can you pick like a name down the middle, maybe? Charles. Like Jared. Jared's kind of taboo. Because of the guy from Subway? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many Jareds out there that don't deserve that. So you want me to do it. Okay. Let me try and see how it sounds. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk Into a Bar. I think I didn't say that the first time. I think I just said A Therapist and a Lawyer. (laughs) Who's to say at this point? (laughs) Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk Into a Bar. My name is Caitlin. I am the therapist in this equation. And my co-host is my dear sweet husband, John. And he is the lawyer in this equation. And this is a companion piece to a newsletter that I write over on Substack about all sorts of things. Mental health, therapy, Uh, being a therapist, trying to figure out how to do life, I guess. And it's called Dialoguing. So each week on Monday, I release a newsletter and John and I talk about it. And I get his perspective as a non-therapist about what his take is. And every Friday, we release these episodes of us just chatting. We spend a little bit of the time talking about the newsletter most of the time talking about anything and everything and but mostly nothing. Yeah, I've got a tendency to derail. Derails. I'm a derailer. Derail us. That's John. Which is the actual part of a train is the derailer. Oh. It you know, it moves the train. Mm. So derail is not always a bad thing. No. Sometimes, sometimes it's a necessary part of sometimes it's doing exactly what it needs an to. Entire system of a train running. Wow, what a reframe. <sighs> Oh, shit. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. So I have something that I wanted to follow up on. We could do it now or we could do it after we talk about the newsletter. What do you want to do? I've got a follow-up piece too. Oh, okay. Who yeah. should go first? Um, I mean, you're the host. You're in the host jack of our thing. So host, I think. I think we're co-hosts. But yeah, yeah, but I but do. There's not. This is host and guest. Yeah, and I'm, I, in the, I, I'm in the guest port, and I do more of this than you do. Okay. Yeah. So my follow up is about Twin Flames Universe. Oh, okay. Um, but it's actually not uh, to talk about the show. It's to talk about how we talked about it last week. Mm. Because I think should we do? Well, if somebody's pop, give popping it. in. Okay, so. Twin Flames Universe, we watched a documentary called Escaping Twin Flames, I think it's called. And last week, I brought it up to comment mostly because everybody in it looks like somebody I know, even though I don't know any of these people. They just look, they look like stock photos, all these people. (laughs) They just like, look like description of person. (laughs) Did you, speaking of that. Yeah. Do you kind of feel, so there was the... The sisters, there's the... the, Oh, the twin sisters, yeah. Are they twins? Yeah. 
No, not the twin sisters. This is the, there are sisters. There was the older sister and the younger sister. And the older sister was in the, like that place where like, where is this woman? She's in a jacket. Like it's, oh, she they seems weren't cold. sisters, honey. They're no, friends. No, I think they were sisters. Keely? Yeah. No, that's not her sister. I think they were sisters. They were not sisters. Well, in any case, <laughs> sister wives. <laughs> the younger sister at times, uh-huh. I felt like looked like somebody. I wanted to I, know. I know. she, But they look like everybody. But there's someone in particular I'm oh. thinking of that the younger sister at times, not always, mm. but at times mm. looked like. Mm. I'll have to think on that. Okay. I yeah. mean, I have somebody. Should I oh, hold? Oh, Should sure. I... Go, go. I think at times she looked like Caitlin. Lynch? Yeah. No. There are moments where I thought that she looked like Caitlin. I could not disagree more. But thanks for... Playing along. Yeah. Um, so the thing I wanted to bring up was... So we talked about it last week. I brought it up mostly because of that. And you were a little condescending about like... Here's how you know you're in a cult. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, by the way, Twin Flames Universe is a cult. Um, I guess technically, I don't know if I can say that. I don't know if you can either. Yeah. Like, that's our opinion. It's not an oh, opinion. Uh, it's that's... a high control group. Can I say that? <laughs> um, it's it's being portrayed as if, it, to me, I guess I could say this. To me, it looks like a cult. I can say that. Yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. To this me, is opinion. Yeah, to me, it looks like a cult. It looks like a high control group. And you were very like, here's how you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, how do these people fall for this? And blah, 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 blah. Which I know you think, but also, I also know that you don't, you kind of, you can see elements of it that are attractive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, 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 from the outside looking in, it seems so obvious. And I get it for people who have been in a cult. You don't know. Well, but that's what I want to bring up. Oh, is okay. While neither of us have been in cults that I can think of, but what I was going to say is, is if you take out the word cult, what I was thinking of is you and I have both been in relationships where people from the outside were like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, can't you see this Mm -hmm. is fucked? Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. So, and we've both been in that situation and we stayed in it until we were ready to leave it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I think while we haven't done the group version of this, (laughs) we have done something that I think people very easily from the outside could have been like, couldn't you see that this was not good for you? Like, couldn't you see what was happening? Mm -hmm. And like, so I just wanted to. That's a good perspective. That's very true. I mean, and I think we've all, we all, I mean, from our own experience, we've been in situations that looking back wasn't the best for us. And had we had the ability to have an objective perspective of where we were at at that moment Mm -hmm. we would have gotten out of that situation but we didn't because we felt sort of uh, we were looking for the same thing that these people are looking for like yeah no it's true it's very true (laughs) like to be loved and to feel a sense of belonging and those people did not ask us for money to be able to and further their business endeavor I mean, who knows if we had stayed in it long enough. That's the thing about these things. They don't mm. ask for the money right away. <laughs> mm, it was a really long, long, long con. I wouldn't have put it past the person I was with for that to turn into that eventually. Um, anyway, I just wanted to bring that up as a framing of like, it's really easy. And honestly, what made me think about it was listening to the episode last week and it hearing you talk, it's a lot of what people say when people are in like domestically violent, like, why don't you just do X? And mm-hmm. it's like, until you are, you're in it, you don't really know what Very it true. feels like. We should have had a disclaimer last episode yeah. because but I think, that was but insensitive. I'm actually, and... I'm actually glad though that it came up because I think it's not that I don't also have those thoughts. I think that's very common when watching this. 
Um, it was actually a really good um, newsletter on Substack that had a whole thing about this. Um, it's called Mad Woman. The newsletter is called that. And Cam sent me a screenshot of the thing. She said... This is where the current wave of cult docs tend to flatten rather than illuminate. Look at this crazy cult, they all seem to say. Or maybe we get a bit of, look at how easily ordinary people fall victim to these crazy cults. But we're not left with much le- with much else. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's kind of what they want you to feel, which is like, this is crazy. Um, but it's not really. <laughs> the reality is, is that group twin flames still exists twin flames universe i also want to make that distinction apparently there's a big difference between twin flame and twin flames universe sure <laughs> it's but it still exists and it's still ongoing and they right. have they're still members i had to follow up and close that loop and just acknowledge like you know a lot of people feel the way that you express but i think it's important to zoom out a little bit and um, you know, I, I'm the, I'm the dummy. I'm the no, dummy. Honey, that's not yeah, what I'm, I'm saying, just, but I think I, but, that is part of this dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, you yeah. know, you say a thing and I say, well, like let's zoom out a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually really glad that it came up because it gave us an opportunity to, I think, have a more nuanced conversation about it. And that's what I often tell people, like, you know, when they find themselves in abusive situations, whatever that might be, whether it's emotionally abusive or physically or financially or codependent, whatever it is. Like, I think everybody is susceptible to being in those types of situations. And they're different for everybody. Like the one that I'm susceptible to is very specific. And the one that you're susceptible to is very specific. And um, we all have I think the ability to find ourselves in those positions and it's important, it's important to not other it because then you might be in it and be like, well, I would never, that would never happen to me. Like that's, you know, that's those kinds of people. And Mm -hmm. it's like, no, it's everybody. Um, and I've seen, I mean, I've seen it with my own two eyes, Mm -hmm. um, in my personal life and also being a therapist for this long, like it doesn't discriminate. (laughs) Really, anybody mm-hmm. has the ability because, because we're preying upon that. Right. And because that. everybody wants to be loved and a part of a group, like, you know, it's, mm-hmm. I guess not everybody. There probably are some people who don't, but most people want those things. Um, so I just wanted to follow up on that. Yeah, that's a good follow up. Did you, you said you had a follow up from last week? Yeah. So I, I, <clears throat> texted you about it oh. and I I felt like you made a very good point last week. Um, that was very insightful. And what was it? And because Stan, <laughs> no, because Stan <laughs> interrupted. Uh-huh. Um, but in listening back to it, as I was on the roof of our house, <laughs> installing our Christmas lights, um, it gave me the opportunity to to listen to it. And you were making a point about, because we were talking about the intersection between guilt and gratitude, Mm -hmm. how a lot of times our feeling of guilt can come up um, because of, you know, our programming, how, you know, we feel guilted into doing something. Mm -hmm. And if Mm -hmm. times that we feel that guilt, that can sort of be a, to use a bad phrase a dog whistle Mm -hmm. that you used Mm -hmm. that this might be something a signal a signal um of maybe this gratitude that can be thank you in there yeah yeah and you made that you made a really good point and i was just like uh stan stan and then i was like (laughs) oh yeah what what were we talking about okay cool (laughs) next and then you just kind of moved on and i felt um in listening back um I wanted to express I was guilt. I felt guilty about <laughs> not. Um, so, what, so what's that. the thank you in there? So the thank you is for you to be someone who creates um, 
new like stimulates thought in me and simulates ideas that I didn't think of. Mm-hmm. And I'm now grateful. You're, now you're flirting. Now you're flirting. 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 Oh, me flirting, <laughs> y'all. Um, so I thought that that um, was something that I think that we should highlight because I think it really is if you if you're being mindful and you're doing thinking about the parts, mm-hmm. like if you're feeling guilty. There might be a thank you. Now that now I will say there are some people who like guilt trip the fuck out of you. And like, I, I wouldn't work too hard to find the thank you in that situation. I think you can just say like, mm-hmm. not my problem. Um, but if it feels a little bit more muddled, mm-hmm. I think there could be something there. But thank you for saying that. That's very kind. I'm going to check. Did this. I guilt you into that? No, okay. not at all. Okay. So this week, my newsletter number 16 was about a little like self-care package for myself and for everybody as we kind of round the corner of the last few weeks before the holidays. And so the four things I wrote about were my relationship to my body, music, and I made a sweet ass playlist Five hours, 80 songs. Check it out. Full of bangers, y'all. Full of bangers. bangers. It's linked in the newsletter notes. Um, Breath and then laughter. And I talk about SNL and my favorite podcast, Nobody's Listening Right. And you said you had some notes. Yeah. So my first note is... You quote a Merriam-Webster, whoever no, they are. Oxford languages. Ox, whoever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what, when you Google something, that's the definition. That's the company they use. For care. Okay. And I couldn't tell if you thought it was a good or bad definition. I thought it was great. I didn't think so. That's like the whole basis of what this newsletter is like. Yeah, I didn't, I I, I didn't, I was like, it felt like the use of the word provision is like, I don't know. It just felt very transactional the way that the definition was as opposed to emotional. That's kind of why I like it, though, because it makes it something tangible. As I said, that felt more tangible. <laughs> it felt more accessible versus this kind of amorphous thing. You know, like I think it feels like a thing you can do to bring nurturance to yourself. That's why I liked it. Like, how would you define well, it? Well, because you're, you're, you're making it. Because I was thinking of care as like, yeah, this is the this is like more external than internal, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of the idea of self care is like self care, bringing the provisions to self, right? Um, but just care in general being like provisions, like giving you the very basic. The provision of what is necessary for health, welfare, maintenance, and protection of someone or something. I think that's a beautiful definition. It just it just seems like it what seems is like necessary. It, it, it seems like clinical to you. It's cold. Yeah, like yeah. providing the bare necessities. This is care. The bare necessities: a roof, you know, shelter, warmth. But at health and welfare and maintenance and protection. I mean, I think. If you expand, I mean, okay, what is, let me add, the provision of what is necessary for the health, the full health of someone, someone's mental health, physical health, spiritual health, for someone's welfare. So somebody's ability to like be in the world, um, maintaining a certain. But what is necessary though? Like, you know, like if you. It's not saying like bare minimum. It's saying necessary. But by necessary. Do you need to look up necessary? Maybe we do. But I mean, I just think that it is like what is necessary. Like necessary, adjective, 
required to be done, achieved, or present, essential. Now, the noun version says the basic requirements of life. Um, so there's a little bit of both in there. Yeah, to me, it, it just seemed like, I mean, I think the way that you're talking about it, it's more than, it is necessary, but it's more than necessary. We should be, you know, looking for more than just providing the necessary minimum so we can survive on a level this, that is below what is this word is just a word it's not saying that this is everything somebody. i live in words this is not this isn't saying this is the only thing that you need in life mm-hmm. it's just saying it's a type of thing which is you know like i think you're thinking very holistically like we need more than the basics like of course we do but that's actually kind of the whole point of this newsletter is that it's about getting back to basics. It's about the things I need a lot more than those four things, but those four things ground me and keep me sane during really stressful times. I need a fucking lot more than what's in there, but these are like my life force that like get me through. Mm hmm. I agree with you. Like that's, that, that's definitely not a definition of like, this is everything you need in life. Um, but in terms of kind of what I was trying to get at, which is like, what, what are the bones of what I need when I'm feeling stressed to function, to like myself, to like other people. Um, and I really, Like this was one of the first newsletters that I did like kind of like an outline first of like, I didn't just start writing. I was like, what are those things? And what are the things that I've found that have worked for me? Postpartum is a time that I really pull from a lot because of how hard it was for me and how much I was struggling to think about like, what did make a difference for me? Um, And I was actually, as I was making the music one, Um, this is like really depressing to think about when I might even start crying a little bit, but like I was making this like music list and I remember I have this image of like once a day I would play one song and dance with Archie in the kitchen. And I don't know why I didn't play music more than that, but like Mm. once a day, after he like woke up from a certain nap, I would like play this song to like get me through the last couple hours before he got home. And I like, what was I doing with and for myself all the rest of those hours? Um, and why did I only play one? I don't, maybe I was too overstimulated or what, but I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah, just this one song and, you know, feeling now how much music really like buoys me and gives me energy, but also grounds me, can help me push through brick walls energetically, certainly. Um, and so I really tried to like strip it down and, and I think those really are the things I need to be in my body in some way. I need to connect with my, like, if I can exercise, that's obviously ideal. But if I can't, it's like, you know, how does my body feel? Do I need to stretch a little bit? Do I need to like put more lotion on? Do I need to change my clothes? Like, how can I just get more comfortable that way? I need to like (sighs) take deeper breaths throughout the day. And then the last one that I wrote about, which is laughter is like, I feel like that was the last one to come back to me after that period. Like I was so depleted that like, I think I would laugh at like Archie. Maybe, I mean, when he's a baby, I don't know what I would laugh. Maybe like little silly noises he made, but I think that one was, I remember watching stuff and being like, am I ever going to laugh again? Like that's a, a line in Sex in the City, the movie, after um, 
big leaves carry at the altar. Before he dies on the peloton? That happens way later, spoiler alert. But there's a movie and a whole... No, he die. Does he die right away? He dies right away in the reboot. But she's in Mexico with her girlfriends, and something happens, and everybody's laughing but her. And she says to them, like, am I ever going to laugh again? And one of her friends is like, yeah. And she says, when? And the friend says, when something's really, really, really funny. And it's true. Like, I remember feeling that way. Like, will I ever find things, you know, hysterical again? So I put that in there. Um, well, I really appreciate you. That makes me feel really it's depressing, sad and, right? <laughs> sad and grateful and guilt. Oh, I feel guilt there and finding go. a place to be grateful. There you go. About. Um, That's actually, a, this is a perfect example because your guilt mm-hmm. Does nothing for me. There's nothing, but, <laughs> yeah. I, but I look and I'm grateful that you were carrying all of that for us. And I'm grateful that you have the perspective to understand mm-hmm. and reflect on all of that. Um, and that you were able to find moments in that. And uh, I wish that I was able to see that yeah at that time yeah 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 i'm feeling like shame now that i shared that like shouldn't i have been happier all that kind of stuff i know Mm. that's not true but that's the part that's coming up right now an opportunity because you that it that i mean you're saying it you know now and and it's like somebody who is trying to find moments of joy. Mm-hmm. But does any part of you look back at that and like you having that song with him and, and now seeing our boy who likes to dance <laughs> and listen to a song and dance and, you know, there is something in there that maybe. That's true. It's, a, it's actually a very beautiful moment and depressing. Yeah. I think I still feel shame about, I think, I I don't know if I'm thinking like, what if he hears this someday and is he going to think that I was missing? I mean, if, if I knew that my (laughs) parents, I'm sure that you, if you knew your parents had a podcast where they talked about things, I think there's. A strong possibility that he will hear this someday, unless okay. the internet dies. Yeah. And I could also see him being like, "I don't want to fucking listen to you talk." Maybe if we die some like tragic death, he'll want to listen to it. This will be all that's left. Oh but, Jesus! Um, yeah, I feel like okay. I guess, honey, if you're listening, um, you were always great. It was just the experience was really hard, and I struggled and. Um, you have always been really special and wonderful and you've always been Archie and that was never the problem. The problem is how impossible it is to do that on your own. And yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. I feel like I need to say like, (laughs) is this, is this our goodbye? (laughs) Is this? Well, yeah, this is our letter. This is a letter. God damn it. You're going to have this very heartfelt. And then it'll be like, oh, then my dad chimed in. And he was like, well, well, I shared something that I think potentially could be feel complicated to hear a parent say Mm. about, you know, like I'm just trying to get through the day. Like I, I imagine that probably wouldn't feel, I think that would feel complicated for a child to hear. Yeah. So that's enough of that. Did you have any other notes? <laughs> oh, geez, I'm gonna go from there. Massages. Let's discuss. Mm. So John has never had a massage. Everyone, what do we think about this? I feel horrified by this information. I don't think you ever will. I think you've decided you're going to die not having had oh, one. Oh, man. Well, no. 
That's not, I'm really? going to have one before I die. What? It, it, it. Okay, first tell everyone why you haven't had one and then explain what are the circumstances with which you will have one now. I'm so, what? Yeah, I mean, people are gross. and People are gross or you're gross? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's a level of intimacy that I'm not prepared to experience with go. a stranger. That's really go. what's happening. And I don't, I don't know. It's like, I mean, the the benefits from as I understand it, so massage are that you need to be relaxed and that I mean, it takes a little bit of time. You might be in your head a little bit. It's okay. And I just don't, I think, I mean, maybe now I'll have a better capacity to get out of my head a little bit yeah. and like really do it. But I'm just like, it, it feels as though, <laughs> It is like, I mean, pushing on parts, like physical parts of like, you know, like, oh, ah, oh. And so you see like, it's depicted as like, oh, oh, yeah. And just like. Have you ever like rubbed a part of your, I mean. I was about to say rubbed a part of your body, but have you never? I'm a child of God and would not. Um, I mean, rubbed your feet or like rubbed, a, you know, like rubbed your face, rubbed your arms, like. No. Okay. It's like, I don't know, maybe there's other people out there who relate to this. You, I've never met anyone quite like you with this particular ailment. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but. No, I'm going to, I mean, you know, bucket list material for sure. But you think, you don't want to get one, so why would it be on your bucket list? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, there's. Because there's things you don't want to do, like. But you, you think know, you should do it before you run die. a marathon. People have that on their bucket list. You wa- some people want to do pain. that. There's going to be okay, you know, but you think it's an experience you should you should have before you die is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, John, you know, 1982 to 2182 lived. You know, 200 years, 200 years, never had a massage. That, I, mean, I mean, they'd write that on your gravestone. Yeah. I'm not going to. John Michael Topolowski never been touched by a masseuse. Mm-hmm. I guess massage therapist is the preferred term. Yeah. Um, never been massaged. Wow. That's wild to me. Um, okay. So you brought up massages. Was it just to bring that up? Well, it. It was, I mean, was from my perspective, but also to like, I guess, explore like what is nice about a massage. I thought you were going to say, what is a massage? (laughs) What is, what does the Oxford Dictionary Um, say a massage? Okay. So what's the question? What is enjoyable about a massage? Um, Everything. Okay, well, you really narrowed it down. Um, I mean, I think for me, like I said in the newsletter, most of my massages up until this person I see now have been mostly like spa type experiences where it's like you go to a room, you change down to a robe, you get a pair of slippers, then they take you to another room where you wait and you have tea and you... I hate it already. Yeah, you just hang out and then... You know, and I've had like Swedish massages for the most part and like they're fine. It's like lightish touch to medium touch. I had one deep tissue massage once with my sister that I got so physically ill after I like threw up and got a migraine. So that doesn't sound great. Yeah, what? I know. When I met with the guy that I see now, I told him this. I'm like, I've always liked getting massages. Like, it's been fine. But lately, I've been feeling like they're not really giving the pressure that I want. And I'm just kind of leaving feeling like I just spent like 100 to $200 and don't really feel like that was really what I was wanting or needing. And he was like, okay, great. Like, just tell me once I start and we'll just kind of get the pressure down that you like and we'll just kind of figure it out. And... Maybe I should have been doing that from the beginning. Um, 
but it's interesting. So this place that I go to is like above a Whole Foods. So it's like not a spa-like experience at all. There's no changing into a robe. Um, there's like a picking up your clementines and catch a massage on your way out type vibe. But I will say because it's less of a spa vibe, it's a little bit more like meeting with a doctor. It feels like he like sits down at the beginning and he's like, okay, what's going on? Anything you've been noticing? Like, you know, how are your shoulders? How's this? We worked on this last time. Like there's kind of like a check-in, like a intake, um, which feels like meeting with a doctor in some ways. And, and he's, because I've asked, it's much more intense. He calls it like the receipt I get is like, it's like a sports massage. So it's not Swedish, but it's not deep tissue. Um, and he uses all sorts of different type, like you've never gotten a massage. So this is hard to explain to you, but like some of it is pressure points. Some of it is longer stuff. Some of it is like getting in there. Um, but none of this means anything to you because you've never been touched. (laughs) Here's what I've heard. I've heard, the the range of massage that you've had is from either a very orchestrated experience intended to make you feel comfortable yes. where you're putting on other people's clothes and shoes, filing into rooms in and out where people are doing things on your body that often don't feel good that you're paying a large amount of money for sometimes feel good, but sometimes don't. Then the other end that you've found works for you is a very clinical experience (laughs) above a Whole Foods where you're now telling this person exactly what you want because you've gone through this whole experience of this weird, like, kind of, like, manufactured experiences that you've worked through to get through. You've paid hundreds of dollars to try to find out what works. And then you finally find a person is like, we're cutting the bullshit. Mm -hmm. We're going right to it, Mm -hmm. which sounds great. I don't know if I want to go through the thousands of dollars it would take to get to that point. You don't have to. I think the mistake I made and my friend, Alyssa, has been telling me forever to do these kinds of like more cut the shit massages. Like she saw this guy for a while at his house and he's just like, yeah, he talks the whole time. I'm like, that sounds awful. I was like, I don't want to talk the whole time, but she's like, you need to like, if you want the actual, like, I think physiological and psychological relief of this, you need to do it regularly and you need to like cut the shit. And she's right. And, and there is a release like this last week. Like I like, cried and I didn't there was no like tangible emotion that I was feeling that was it was just like my body was holding tension there's the body holds this keeps the score the body holds all the shit we go through your body takes the fucking heat and if you're not you know stretching and getting in there and especially if you're you know you're a pretty active person and you stretch in quotes um yeah. You know, like if you got in there, I'm sure he'd be like, I'm um, sure. But here's the thing. The first time I go like, Oh, you're, what do you like? Oh, I've never had him. You've never had, you have never had. Okay. All right. Oh my God. There's so much. Oh my God. There's so much built up. in it. Oh my God. Like it's going to be like just an over, there's going to be like, Oh, it's going to be, rough. you need to be, you need to do that. You, yeah. Oh my God. I look up. There's so, Oh my God. Do you feel so really? It's just going to be like, it's going to be a reflection oh. of the truth, which is that you've lived an entire, bo- entire life being kind of wound tight. Like that's going to be demonstrated and reflected in your body, in your bag of bones, but you don't have to do it. I'm just, you know, I mean, at this point, I don't know. I've gone. Is it, have I gone too far to go back? I honestly. Could I go in and here's, I think the the only, you need, maybe if you train me and I could go in and fake it and they're like, oh, hey, yeah. Do you like, oh, do you miss out? Yeah. yeah, I go like every other week or so, you know, and like. The whole point is to go in and be honest. (laughs) <laughs> is that the point of massage? Is that's, what, that's, that's what I've learned is I wasn't, I wasn't communicative enough in the previous ones to be like, here's what I like. Here's what I don't like. Honestly, honestly, this, 
getting a massage is a very it's a codependence nightmare because you don't want to make the other person feel bad and like they're not doing a good enough job so you might not be like okay harder harder or here or like I don't really like that like it's kind of there is like a there's a mirror to how you communicate everywhere else. And I don't think there's any coincidence that I am more able to talk to this person who was a stranger to me five months ago. Mm-hmm. Very like I'm being very direct. And I think that is a reflection of the fact that I can do that in other areas of my life now. Anyway, I do think it's about being honest. Anything else about massages? <laughs> What's with the oils? Do we, have to, do we have to have oils? No, I don't know they, if I they, want they oils. Have, they have their own stuff. Well, I know, but they, then I'm just going to get greased up. It's not for you, okay? <laughs> it's not for you. You're not the intended audience, okay? Um, do you have any other notes? Okay. Notes. Um, house shoes. Yes. Let's talk about house shoes. Okay. That was one of the things that I wrote on my newsletter under being connected and in tune with my body was I have a pair of house shoes, um, which I used to never wear shoes or socks. As soon as I get home, I'd be taking them off. And then at the ripe old age of 34, I got a painful ass case of plantar fasciitis I cannot walk barefoot for more than 10 minutes without being in very aggravating pain. The good news is if I wear something with arch support, it goes completely away. I can run. I can walk long distances. I do Pilates. Like it, As long as I'm wearing something with arch support, it goes away completely. It almost feels like it's not real, but I know that it is. So I think I have sympathetic plantar fasciitis. <gasps> Tell me. We've lived in this house for almost for, six, almost five years. Almost five years. Yeah. Wood floors. I've walked around barefoot endlessly, inside, outside, no problems. I, I typically you're, you're wear. You're describing I, my life. I wear shoes with zero arch support. I mean, my most comfortable shoes are Vans, which... Oh, my God. I yeah. mean, you might as well just walk around a piece of fucking cardboard. <laughs> now, I can't. I can't walk on these floors without my slippers on. I can't. I was, we were wearing... I, we went on Saturday, and I was wearing the, my Vans. Went where? Um, we went to... The grocery store? No, no. It was when we went to um, oh, God. Urban Air. Yeah. And, you know, this right trampoline around. place. Yeah. And I'm walking on these floors with these socks. Oh. And then, and then I put on, I'm like, oh, wow, I can't. What does it feel like? It feels like I can just, like. Um, Show me your foot. Okay, where do you feel it? I just feel it. Like right on the the hard point, there's no softness mm-hmm. in anything that I touch. I'm just mm-hmm. it's hard and I feel like it's it's touching my bones. Yeah. And it's just like Did you get ow. house shoes? I have slippers. <laughs> and those feel better. These things. I mean it feels it feels like more manageable, but I I was just like it's not, it's, not my, it's not my fault. Get some house shoes. But why has it happened? Why? <laughs> it's this. Until you started me. talking about this, I never had this issue. Well, I mean, now it's now it's part of my life. A lot of people get it. Um, why did it start now? Coinc- coincidentally, when this has started for you. Okay. Here's a couple of so options I'm going to throw at you. It's sympathetic PF. No, it's more of your psychosomatic bullshit. I think either one, it's that, and you are just like, you know, in it with me. Two, I think maybe you're more tuned in with your body as you get older. Three, you're getting older and this shit just happens. Okay. So what's, what's the real answer? <sighs> 
The real answer is it doesn't matter why it's happening. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening, and you need to take care of yourself. Don't like it. Okay. Well, the house shoes. I was are living amazing. a great like um, caveman ex. Please don't experience. don't even. I, that's exact. That's the whole point I brought up in the newsletter. Is I've always been someone who has hated wearing shoes, and now I have no choice. Okay. So. All right. Um, <clears throat> you had a um, pop quiz on there, oh, um, which I, I I don't know. Was it directed towards me? No, you should know the answers to those questions. Well, I, I didn't know <coughs> if it was intended to be directed towards me. If you don't know the answers to those questions, we've got a real big problem. That was meant to be to like the larger community. Do you not know the answers to those questions? So the only one that I had pause on, which I think is right. It's the song we walk down the aisle to. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Say it. What's your guess? Sign, sealed, and delivered. Correct. Okay. Yes. Um, but was... I was actually, I was listening to it and there was another song on there that I thought would have been an even better one. Hold on. Even better? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Oh, no. This will be by Natalie Cole. Do you know this song? Yeah, I know this song. It's the opening song, No While You Were Sleeping. Mm-hmm. That's a good. It's called This Will Be an Everlasting Love. So that's also a good song. But yeah, you got it right. Good job. Did you have any non-newsletter things that you wanted to bring up? Or do you want me to go for a little No, bit? go ahead. I don't have anything else. So. Okay. Um... So a couple of things I wanted to bring up. One was, I can't even remember when this was. I guess this was already almost a week ago. When did we go to dinner? Was that last Wednesday? Yes. Wow. Okay. So we had a really nice dinner. Uh, we were supposed to go out with a couple, but unfortunately one of them got sick and we had this, we ended up going anyway. Quotes in quotes. Yeah. Uh, we had a really nice dinner. We're getting in the car to come home and John's in the passenger seat and I'm driving and we're in my car and he's like, what's the smell? And I'm like, oh, it's an air freshener that I got. Do you like it? And you're like, I know this smell. I was like, okay, I think it's like lavender. I don't know. I won't say your ex's name, but you were like, between her and you, there was this smell. That's what you said. Between her and you, there was this smell. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, did you date someone who smelled like this? Did your life smell like this? Like, what, what do you mean? Between her and you, there was this smell. I mean, that's all I mean. I, you know, like, you know, I mean, people have like, you know, did you ever date someone who wore aqua de gel? I know. Okay. So was it a person? A person? I don't know if it was a person. I don't know if it was an air, because it was in an air freshener in the car. I don't know if it was a car. I don't know if it was a candle that somebody okay, okay. had. I, I don't you, know. I, I, just, I don't know where I, it I was. I want you to take a second and think about like, does any imagery come to mind? Because uh, I can't, I can't smell it right now. I can't, I couldn't pinpoint the smell. Okay. I couldn't tell you. Okay. That's why it just, when it hits me, when the, when the scent hits the nose, I'm Between like transported to some obscure room. There was not a, smell. it's not even a room. It's just an obscure place. How do you Between feel her and you. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know how I feel. I don't know if I feel good. I don't feel bad. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I just know a time period that that smell existed. Uh. And that's all I can give you. There, there may be something that adds another piece at some point. But okay. all I can give you right now is between you and is a smell and a time frame. Okay. That's it. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, that one sent me to the moon with laughter. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then let's see. I don't think I left this in last episode. But we talked about convertibles or that might have been two episodes ago. I can't remember. 
um, about like people driving convertibles out here when it's like far too cold, sometimes with kids in the back. I saw a person today convertible. I checked the temperature. 60. It was 42 degrees. Oh, yeah. That's like, what's the story there? It's an aspirational convertible. Is it like I'm taking it to the shop? Is it this person? This was like an older person. Mm -hmm. Like, what? I'm trying to understand and I'm having a hard time. It's convert aspirational. Anyway, I, it's just like I'm seeing it everywhere now. I can't not see it. All these people with convertibles in 40-degree weather. You um, just want it. You want it. And the guy wasn't even in like a warm jacket. He was in like a Patagonia like puffer jacket. Yeah, attaboy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there is, you know, you know how much I love a hot tub. There is, I don't love a convertible but i can see that there's a venn diagram yes where yes, yes. the hot tub lover yes. loves a convertible you actually strike me as someone who would love a convertible yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. i'm i'm not gonna let that that might be the tipping point for me <laughs> like there are a couple things that are like no-goes like if you ever shave your beard if you ever get a convertible I'm trying to think of what else if i wear a bolero yeah, if you wear like um, yeah, one of those, what are those French? If you wear like a beret, beret. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think those might be some of my like. We don't. These are things that don't need to happen, and if you choose to do them, you're choosing to like not be in a relationship with me anymore. Yeah, interesting. Oh well, good to know. Yeah, I mean, those are some no goes. Mm-hmm. And then I have a couple that. What I if wanna... I wore like a um, one of those hats that are really in right now? The, Bucket um, hats. Like a bucket hat, yeah. But they're like hats right now that are like the bucket hats, but they are they're just without the bucket part, they're just like the top part. People are wearing oh. them. <laughs> yeah, I know. Without the bucket. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your well, head. Well, they are the bucket without the, the, the fringe, but just the bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. I, mm-hmm. I think you have such good hair. It's honestly a shame that you wear hats as much as you do because you have such good hair. But you look good in a hat, so – you're, you're crushing it in both scenarios. Mm. Um, you got good hair, kid. Mm. Um, okay, I have a couple of Christmas-related ones that I want to I want to save for next time. Okay. Um, but one thing I did want to bring up. So I went to Target with Archie. I can't remember when this was. It must have been Sunday. And we're at our Target, and... It's busy. It's the holiday season. It's Target. Like, there's a million people there. And we go in. We come out. And I've got the cart with Archie. He's in the cart. I'm putting stuff in the back. And I notice there's a car behind me. And I couldn't tell what the – I was, like, next to a handicap spot. And I couldn't – I thought maybe she wanted that spot. So I moved out of the way. And she was still sitting there. She's kind of, like, pointing at me but not really saying anything. And – she wants your parking spot. I know, but we were like halfway down. It's not like we were in a great spot. We were like halfway down the aisle. Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of other spots. I have a kid. I'm still unpacking. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting pissed, but also like getting anxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like rushing. And I'm like, why am I rushing? This woman can like find a different spot. Like a woman with a child. I have to get him in the car seat. I've got to give him a treat. You know, it's like a whole thing. Like what's the etiquette here? Like, do I, should I just go at my own pace? This is, this is a very codependent question. Mm-hmm. I just go at my own pace is the answer. Well, maybe, you know, you are feeling guilty. Maybe there's an opportunity for gratitude there, that you had a great spot that this person was like, honey, all, honey, I don't want honey, all these spots. Honey. I want your spot. Huh? I want your spot. I want you to really answer this. Enough of your psychobabble bullshit. I, I mean, I think that she wanted your spot and she was willing to wait for the spot. So I should have just gone at my own pace. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It gave me a lot of anxiety. And then I was like getting angry and I was like, well, you know, and it's I mean, like, it's one thing if she's like, they're like honking if, at oh, you. If she honked the horn, I would have done nothing, but Come I would have been, re- really angry. Yeah. Um, I would have yeah. done if nothing about it. She's like, oh no, yeah, yeah. Like that person is like committed 
to your spot for whatever reason, maybe that person is just like, and it wasn't I don't even- want to search. I don't want to search. Yeah. I don't want to. I just this spot looks good to me. And I'm, I just think she, I will she, wait for she committed too soon. Like with kids, the, 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 the kid needs to be like in the car. Like you need to see the person putting the kid in the car seat. Look, I appreciate the pressure that you felt. I would feel the same pressure. Yeah. But I think that it's up to her. Looking you're, right. At it, you're right. She's made that commitment. She's seen the situation. There's no, there's no <gasps> and hidden I, and, variables And I had there. to take the cart back to the cart station. I mean, we're talking, she waited like five minutes. No hidden variables. She knew all the variables. Okay. She made the decision okay. with all of these variables. And if she's not somebody who. I just think she didn't think it through. Or she's not, she's, you know, she maybe she's got a lot of time. She seemed impatient. Well, then that's, that's her own. She made a bad choice. She's an impatient. If that's if she's an impatient person and she's picking that situation, that's that's on her. She's living in a life of being impatient. Then, like, and she's putting herself like she, in situations where she's going to be more impatient. She may purposely pick the longest line and then is frustrated <gasps> that oh my gosh in the checkout that like it's genius. the longest line. Yes, genius, honey, genius. Yeah. Okay, I'm feeling you. Okay. Um, Getting other brain busters. I have a couple, but they're Christmas related. Um, one thing I had was this was another thing where I got kind of like angry. It was the incident at Shredders. Mm. Do you want to set us up? I, okay, Shredders. Shredders is a indoor ski and snowboard training facility. For children. Where you can, for children. I guess it's... Or adults. I don't, I don't, you don't have to be children. I don't know if you have to be children. Okay. Can you be children? I think it's for kids. It's just like a rice. A rice. That's um, actually one of my stories on here. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, they have an open gym on Saturdays that you can sign up for, uh-huh. for $20 uh-huh. for one hour. And you can go there without instructors, parent-led. Just get comfortable with the equipment. Going down the hill. And yeah. you can put, you know, they give the kid boots and a snowboard or skis and boots. And they can go down these little hills. And there's no, the parents are expected to monitor the yes. children. There's no teacher Guide. involvement. There's no direction. There's nothing like that. They have a sign-up list. And you can sometimes sign up for the wait list on it. Sent up for the wait list one week, didn't get a call. And our friend was like, I can't, like, there's nobody ever there. Like, like, I can't believe there's a wait list. Like, she was there the day we were waitlisted, but she saw nobody there really. It was like her and like one other family. Right. So we went the next week and but we, we were, were signed up. We were signed up and Archie and them and their kid were the only ones there. Yeah, that's right. So, there was one other family there. Yeah. But they didn't really use any of the snowboarding. Didn't equipment. use anything. Yeah. So last minute on, not last minute, but on Saturday, we were like, oh, maybe we'll do this after Archie's nap. Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go. There's like nobody there. So I, I went online and of course for that day it was wait list. <laughs> and I thought I clicked that day, but I had apparently clicked a month from that day, which I don't understand how that was possible because very mindful of the fact that it was December 2nd and it was like, okay. So we then show up and I, we pull in like, cause I know like, I think I'm on the wait, we're on the wait list. Yeah. And I'm kind of a little bit cause it's in Littleton. So I'm, it's 30 minutes. Yeah. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. Archie's all jazzed for this. Yeah. And I think, all right. I'm going to know once we pull in the parking lot if this is happening. Yes. If there's a lot of cars there. I'm like, yeah. all right, we got to start thinking about how to uh-huh. soften this blow for Archman. Pull in. There's like three, uh-huh. four cars in the uh-huh. parking lot. Uh-huh. So we go inside, and there are three people behind the front desk. There are two families in there. It is 410 Open gym is from four to five. And I was like, hey, we're here for the, the open gym. Oh, what's your name? Uh, tell them my name. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I don't see you on this list. What's your 
son's name? Tom. Oh, why don't see you on the list there? I was like, oh, let me pull up the thing. I was like, oh, weird. I guess it put us on the wait list for January 6th, but... But that's that certainly can't be a problem because there's nobody here. Yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, sorry, can we can we go in, though? Can we go into this empty, can cavernous you, gym? <laughs> can I give you $20? <laughs> can I give you money? For 15 minutes of my child <laughs> running around that you don't have to worry about. I will take care of everything. Yeah. I just want this open place for him to run around. And get used to the snowboarding equipment. Yeah. And he's like, ah, God, we just can't fit can't, you we're, in. Yeah, no, we're full today. We're totally full today. <laughs> You're full today? Yeah, we're so full today. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And no you, way you, that you could. You gave up pretty easily. You were like, okay, like, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I don't, there was no way to convince this person. This person clearly had already committed <laughs> and, to the fact. And believed the delusion that this place was jam-packed. Was committed to the fact. I mean, he was well aware of the lack of people there. It was He was committed that we weren't getting in. And at that point, there's no way that I'm going to change his mind that we're getting in. I was surprised that you didn't make more of a stink. Uh, uh, I don't know, because you were so... I'm curious what stink you were going to go back. So we then we went back to the car, and you're like, I, you were like, I'm going to go back in there, and I was like, which 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 you need to set the stage. Like, how often do I do things like that? Never, never. In fact, you dissuade me from doing things like that constantly. But you were like, I'm going to do it. I was, I was like, pissed. I was like, I was pissed. I mean, I was getting a little bit fired up. I was like, oh. Oh, we're doing this? Would you have been, like, attracted to me if I went in and did that? <laughs> I just, I wanted to have a game plan going in, and the only game plan that I feel like you had was outrage. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think outrage is going to work in this situation. I like, mean, I mean, my, not... my thinking was, I need to understand why. Like, is it, do they have... Is there a number of people that they're not allowed to let in? So thinking back on this. Okay, let's hear it. You know, I was like, so they let us in. And let's say, let's say they had on the list, maybe there's 20 kids. Okay. Maybe at 430, all 18 of these other kids show up. Okay. Then it's like, oh, now we're like. You know, we had a capacity issue because we let this person in. Like, Couldn't they just ask us to leave? That would have been a good <laughs> – we could have done that. We could have been like, I, hey, yeah, look. We don't know why it, because it clearly was not – maybe they have that, – That should have been – we should have done that. We should have been like, well, how many people are here that had signed up? Are there any people that have signed up that aren't here yet? Any people on the wait list that aren't here yet? Like, can we come in – and if one of those people show up, we'll leave. I mean, John, I saw, like, I think I saw two kids. And I saw one kid waiting. I saw three kids. I think I think some of them were leaving. And some of them were I mean, earlier it was the there. Most, I think what was infuriating me was, like, I don't know if I, if I really, like, searched my soul. It's, like, I don't know if I felt like I was being lied to or, like, if so nonsensical, like... I mean, nobody was there, and it was like it felt like it felt like those. Yeah, it felt just like it's like it. It was. It's kind it felt of, like gaslighting. Like I'm like I there, the, and guys, this is in a gym. So the the place we go to is like it's a gymnastics gym during the day. So it's huge, and there's two snowboarding hills, ski hills. Like I cannot describe to you the cavernous nature of this particular building. The capacity of it has to be hundreds of people. You know what it was? What? We got pretty womaned. That's what that's what we both felt like. What do you mean? Where Julia Roberts walks into the restaurant or that that store. Yeah, big big mistake. And they're like, well, before that though, they're like, I don't think we have anything here for you. Yes, yes. And you're like, you have so many things here. Honestly, and I said this out loud, and Archie was, I was like, I don't want to go back there. And Archie's like, I want to go back there. And I was like, fuck, okay, fine. But, like, if it was up to me, we would not go back to that place. And and then I was, like, getting really heated, and I was, like, kind of talking, you know, I'm doing this, like, thing that I know is helpful, which is to narrate 
the feeling that I'm having for myself, but also for my child. And I was like, God, I was like getting really upset and angry. And I look over and Archie goes, take a deep breath, mama. And I was like, well, something's getting through. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like a big parenting mm-hmm. win, but he was kind of like, just breathe through it. You know, it was just a little bit of anger. Anger's visiting. Anger's got something to tell you, but just take a deep breath. So that that ultimately felt like a nice little bow on the, the end of that experience. But I mean, I haven't, I very rarely complain. I have never done something like that, gone in. Actually, I had that Pilates experience. Remember when the instructor said something that I felt was, so I did that. Um, I guess I'm just like getting bolder, but this one was more like, help me understand what just happened. Yeah. Like explain, it's like almost like show me your math. Mm-hmm. Like I see that you came to this conclusion. I don't understand how you got here. Walk yeah. me through the steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Well, so, you know, I guess Shredders is probably not going to be one of our sponsors, like Kohl's. They're going to be like, yeah. Shredders and Kohl's are. <sighs> Honestly, I would not take their money. What if Kohl's paid us in Kohl's cash? Like, we'll give you a thousand Kohl's cash for a plug. Kohl's cash, Kohl's cash, Kohl's cash. Kohl's cash is one of those things where it's like, you get it. That's how they make money is like, you're like, oh, I got to go. You know, Old Mm -hmm. Navy has that too, Old Navy bucks or whatever. Yeah. We got to stop talking about Kohl's and Old Navy. (laughs) Like, I... That's not where I want to spend my time. So before we close, John has asked me to wait to do this until the end. So if you are liking what we're doing here, please review and rate us on Apple and Spotify and share with your friends if you think that they'd like it. And or your enemies. Or your enemies, too. Or if you hate it and you're just like. If you hate it, you think they'll hate it, too. Right. You can like, hate listen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, hate fucking. And then I just want to send a quick thank you and shout out to our paid subscribers who help support this project. And it means a lot to us. So thank you so much for listening. And we will chat with you next week. Booge. Booge. All right, Archie. So tell me, how was your day? Good, 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 good. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Quick disclaimer. The information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume on this podcast, this is based solely on your decision, and this podcast cannot be held liable for the consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any action, whether recommended or not. This podcast provides educational and informational resources that are intended to help readers and listeners thrive in their lives. You nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this newsletter and podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing this podcast does not create a therapist-client relationship. Nothing in dialoguing is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical provider.